Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Podcast by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin. Yes, and I am Pierre. Uh, today we are doing a Group L of uh, African Cup qualifier. Okay, there is no Pierre. I was just trying to sound kind of international and with a partner, but actually I'm on my own today. And uh, once again, and today we're doing a Group L, the last group of African Cup 2023 qualifying. And uh, yes, we did a series uh, on the teams of the African Cup 2021. Uh, that was in January of this year, 2022. And as a result, we'll be changing our format a little bit here uh, for the teams that we did in 2020 uh, in January. Uh, we won't repeat um, some of the parts here, but we will be linking the show notes as well as the times at which uh, each team was discussed in that podcast. We did that for all uh, the podcasts in this series. So uh, today it's actually just Senegal uh, who was done in, in the January 2022. We also did a, a players podcast for each team uh, in that 2022 African Cup. Um, so if you're interested in more details, you can go uh, back and look at those. So the address uh, is soccerfiles.captivate.fm. That's uh, Soccer Files. Soccer uh, Files is P-H-I-L-E-S. And if you just actually look up Soccer Files Canada, it should bring you to our website uh, if you just Google that. So we'll repeat the, uh, that address at the end. And uh, that information um, will be a more detailed uh, African Cup overview, uh, especially a detailed look at the finals of African Cup tournaments, uh, which we'll only cover briefly here. Um, this time we'll be focusing on African Cup qualifying campaigns, a deep dive into that. And we'll also take a look at the re recent history of the teams. And again, uh, for teams that were not covered in the earlier set of podcasts, we'll give a more complete history here with a World Cup overview and an African Cup overview. But let's look at the three sections that we'll cover in this podcast, um, or we'll outline them here, beginning with a look at who is in the group, uh, which pot they came from, and some geographical information about each country. Uh, part two is the longest part, a team-by-team -team overview with a uh, quick review of their participation and major achievements, uh, an overview of their World Cup and African Cup history, if if they weren't done in, in uh, the 2022 January podcast. Uh, but for all teams, a deep dive into their African Cup qualifying history. Uh, and then we'll finish with a quick look at their players and a summary and a sense of their recent form. Uh, finally, in part three, we'll end with a comparison of the teams through their uh, FIFA and ELO rankings and their head-to-head -head meetings, and that will launch us into a discussion of the prospects of each team and our predictions. I'll just give a little heads up here and say that I'm seeing this as a fairly close group. Uh, so it could, could be uh, one of the more interesting groups. Uh, and on that note, we can actually check how accurate we were by checking the first two sets of games uh, in the six-set qualification, the first two having taken place already in June uh, of this year, 2022. So I haven't looked at the results yet, so I, I can make specific predictions on the games 
based on our analysis and then uh, check the scores to see if I'm right or wrong. So again, at the end, we'll provide links to the, um, uh, I'll mention the address so that you can find the show notes on the links for previous podcasts. And here we go. Well, today I'm wearing green uh, because all of the colors have green uh, in it, but my lack of African uh, shirts is uh, really a bit of a problem in this series. And uh, this green is not the green uh, that's in Senegal and Benin's flag but more the darker uh, kind of forest-like green in Mozambique, uh, uh, Mozambique's flag and Rwanda to a lesser degree. So there it is. <laughs> it's actually a, a, a German second team shirt, uh, probably outdated, but uh, there we go. I'm being topical. All right, we move on to part one, uh, just an introduction of the team. So from part one, we have Senegal, uh, they are currently the African champions. Uh, Benin is from pot two. Mozambique is the pot three team. And Rwanda uh, coming from pot four. All right, and we'll begin with a, a look at uh, just some information about the country. So Senegal is uh, 197,000 square kilometers. It's uh, the 34th largest country in Canada, uh, sorry, in uh, Africa. So uh, they're really punching above their weight, um, being the African champions. They have a, a population of 16.7 million in 2022, making them the 23rd largest country in Africa. Uh, secondly, and uh, yeah, sorry, I should say where it is in Africa. It's on the far west coast of Africa, um, uh, there in West Africa. Uh, Benin is also in West Africa, but closer to the center. It's a long, thin strip with its southern border on the, uh, on the Atlantic Ocean. And Benin is 113 square kilometers, 38th in Africa, with a population of 12.5 million uh, in the 2021 uh, census, making them the 30th largest country in Africa. Mozambique is in the southeast of Africa with a long coastline um, with the island of Madagascar opposite. And uh, Mozambique is 802,000 square kilometers. Uh, they're 16th in Africa, 16th largest country, uh, with a population of 31.3 million in 2020, making them the 14th uh, most populous country in Africa. And finally is the tiny country of Rwanda. Um, just a little, uh, well, I, I don't want to overemphasize, but a very small country right in the center of Africa. Uh, it's 27,000 square kilometers, the 46th largest country in Africa with a population of 13 million, which is actually 28th. So uh, we've thrown out a lot of numbers there. So we'll do a quick comparison. Uh, in terms of size, uh, Mozambique is the largest country by far, actually. Uh, and Senegal is about four times smaller than Mozambique. And uh, Benin is about half the size of Senegal. And Rwanda is about one quarter the size of Benin. So uh, let me do the math. That's four times eight. 32 times smaller than Mozambique off the top of my head there, which may not be uh, dead accurate. 
In terms of population, though, uh, Mozambique is, is the biggest country, 31 million, with uh, Senegal being about half the size at 16, uh, let's say 17 million. Uh, Benin, not that much smaller, uh, at 13 million, 12 and a half million. And Rwanda, the same size. Actually, Rwanda is a, a, a slightly bigger, 13 million people, compared to Benin's 12.5 million people. So um, Mozambique, the biggest, Senegal, and then Benin and Rwanda, similar. Okay, let us move on to part one, or sorry, part two, uh, the team by team. And we begin with Senegal, who played their first international game in 1961. And their nickname is uh, Le, Le Lion de la Taranga, or the Lions of Taranga. Uh, I've also heard the Lions of hos Hospitality, um, but um, I've never actually heard them called that, but I have heard them being called the uh, Lions of Taranga. Taranga is a, a word that originates from the Wolof language, but uh, i got to be honest and say... Um, I'm not sure what it means. I'm guessing it's kind of a region of the country. I should check into that. Sorry, sorry, my many Senegalese fans. Maybe you can uh, uh, let me know by email <laughs> at soccerfiles.gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me at. Anyway, let's move on to an overview of their participation and achievements. So uh, having played their first game in 1961, they first entered the World Cup in 1966, but they withdrew joining the African-Asian boycott that year. So they participated in their first World Cup qualifying campaign in 1970. Uh, they didn't enter the 1990 World Cup, but otherwise participated consistently. Uh, African Cup uh, uh, participation began earlier in 1965, and they've been very consistent uh, taking part in every edition, except in 1980 when, for some reason, they didn't enter. In terms of achievement, they've reached the World Cup uh, twice with their best performance in 2002, uh, a quarterfinal finish there. Uh, that was a very strong period for them as they also earned their um, best African Cup finish. Uh, second place in 2002, and uh, they have repeated that success since. Okay, uh, let's go on to their most recent World Cup campaign. We won't do a World Cup overview, um, because uh, we did that in January 2022, you can hear that. But um, in 2022, they received a buy in round one of three, which was a preliminary round. And then they had a, an imperious uh, group stage for round two of three, suffering only a draw with Togo. Uh, Togo was seeded fourth, but finished second, so they did well. Uh, and that draw with Togo came after uh, Senegal had already secured their, their, um, their advancing position. So uh, they won all their games against Congo and Namibia there, and of course finished first. Uh, and then they moved on to round three of uh, three. It was a playoff with Egypt, the team that they had faced in the African Cup final just a few months earlier. Uh, that was this year. And uh, the result was the same in both. Uh, uh, they beat Egypt on penalties. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, um, 
uh, thing there. I mean, in both uh, in both the African Cup final and World Cup playoff here, uh, the penalty shootout featured um, two two players from the English club Liverpool, uh, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah, both uh, huge international stars, facing off representing their countries. But uh, Sadio Mane got the better in both of them. Uh, in this particular shootout, actually, each of them missed their first two penalties. Uh, in the shootout, in, uh, Mohamed Salah shooting over the goal there. So um, Senegal coming out ahead uh, there and reaching the World Cup in 2022. Okay, let's move on to the African Cup. And again, we'll kind of skip the general overview, uh, which you can find in the show notes. And uh, we'll go to the African Cup qualifying in detail. So uh, Senegal have a pretty long history here. So we'll divide it into three parts. The first one, 1965 to 1990. Their career started well in 1965 with a fourth place finish. The qualifying was more impressive than the finals, though. Uh, in a group stage, which was kind of unusual at the time, they beat Mali twice and then traded home wins with Guinea and finished first there. Uh, they qualified in similar fashion in 1968, again trading home wins with Guinea and besting Liberia to finish first and qualify for two cups in a row. However, it would wait until 1986 for them to reach the cup a third time. In 1970, they received a bye over Sierra Leone, and this time they were bested by Guinea in the final knockout round. And in 1972, they didn't even make it that far, bested by Guinea again, but in round one of two. 1974 saw them trade home wins with Ghana. Uh, they lost 3-2 away and won only 1-0 at home. So uh, Ghana going through on goal difference there. And uh, two years later in 1976, uh, well, in this campaign, they would have won on, a, on away goals, but they didn't exist. Uh, sorry, I'm getting messed up. Uh, I'm looking at those scores. Uh, they lost 3-2 away and won nothing at home. So um, in that 1974 battle with Ghana. They should have won on away goals. They would have won on away goals, but the rules didn't exist until uh, two years later. Um, and so instead it went to a penalty shootout with Ghana, which they lost. Okay, sorry about the confusion there. So a loss to Ghana in 1974. It was an exchange of home wins with Morocco in 1976. Um, ousted on goal difference in round one of two. Uh, they beat Togo in both legs of round one in 1978, but then were felled by Nigeria. Despite winning the home leg 3-1, they lost 3-0 away and uh, went out to goal difference on Nigeria there. They continued to struggle... Uh, um, after they actually didn't enter in 1980, they returned in 1982 and continued to struggle, beating Sierra Leone in a, in a preliminary round there, uh, but bested by Tunisia in round two of three. Uh, but in 1984, they made it past Niger and Libya, uh, two knockout rounds there, and made it to the final round uh, where they were bested by, uh, by Algeria. 
of course, before 1992, most of the uh, qualifications were knockout rounds. So uh, uh, three knockout rounds there. Finally, in 1986, they reached the cup. Besting Togo in round one of two and winning on goal difference over Zimbabwe as each team won at home. They were knocked out of the group stage in the actual cup and then they fell short of reaching it in 1988. Uh, besting Guinea in round one but losing on penalties to, to Zaire in uh, two scoreless games in round two. 1990, however, would see a turn of fortune and the three cups in a row, uh, passing the group stage in each. Yeah, so overall, they started that uh, early period well, but were fairly weak uh, up until 1990. And now we uh, do section two, 1992 to 2006. In 1990, sorry, that should be 1990 to 2006. In 1990, they received a bye in round one when Togo withdrew, and they beat Tunisia home and away to qualify. 1992, as I mentioned, saw the Cup uh, expand to 12 teams and the regular use of group stages in qualifying, uh, but they managed to avoid uh, all that by hosting. So their first group qualification came in 1994, and it was a middling campaign where they finished third behind Algeria. However, Algeria was disqualified for the use of an illegal player, uh, ineligible player, I should say, and Senegal took their spot. Perhaps, um, uh, perhaps that was the start of a, a kind of a mini week period uh, they had actually passed the group stage uh, three times in a row from 1990 to 1994, but then uh, they missed the next two cups. So in 1996, they entered a 16 group qualification that became five teams when Guinea-Bissau withdrew. And they were undefeated at home, but uh, three ties out of four proved costly. Perhaps an opening, at uh, an opening tie to Mauritania at home can most be blamed for their third place finish in 1996 or else a loss with last place Togo in the second game. But it was tight as they had nine points while advancing teams Tunisia and Liberia both finished with 10. So a close qualification, but they didn't make it in 96. And 1998 was also tight, tied on points of second place Egypt, but ultimately it was a middling campaign. From 2000, though, there was no need for bitter reflection uh, and what-ifs, as they not only reached, uh, reached the Cups, but passed the group stage in what was to become their strongest period. Arguably, we'll talk about that later. Uh, having said that, though, qualification remained unconvincing in 2000, and it started poorly and developed in a very odd way, actually. Uh, it was another middling performance that saw them finish uh, second behind Burkina Faso. And honestly, they probably wouldn't have qualified at all uh, had Nigeria not been withdrawn from the group. Um, they were withdrawn to serve as emergency co-host with Ghana. Uh, Zimbabwe was slated to be host, but they had withdrawn from hosting duties and CAF had decided to um, award the uh, hosting 
to Ghana and Nigeria. So they were withdrawn from the group that Senegal was in. Uh, in a convoluted solution, Zimbabwe, who now had to earn qualification, would play off against second place finishers from the groups that Ghana and uh, Nigeria had been withdrawn from. So that was Senegal and uh, the, the group with uh, Ghana had seen the unlikely Eritrea finish second, Eritrea. So both Senegal and Zimbabwe won all games uh, except at home against each other. And, Sen and Senegal passed, but they had very even records. So it's not uh, really clear how they passed. It was either on overall goal difference or else uh, goal difference in head-to-head. -head. Um, but um, that was that. They made it in uh, that weird campaign in 2000. And fortunately, further qualification campaigns would be a lot simpler than that. However, 2004 was also unconvincing, uh, even though they had finished second in the 2002 African Cup. Uh, Guinea dropped out of the group after Senegal had lost to them away, leaving Togo, who bested them to finish first, and Uganda, who they had bested. Uh, so second place in the qualifying group uh, didn't portend... Um, it uh, didn't kind of match up with their uh, uh, results in the cup, uh, where they did very well. Um, okay, I realize I have been talking about 2002 there. So uh, it was 2002 where Guinea dropped out and they finished behind Togo and ahead of Uganda. Uh, an unconvincing qualification, but that was the year they finished second in the cup. Okay, so 2004 was much better. Uh, they suffered only a draw in Gambia, and 2006 was based on World Cup qualification results, where, uh, though they missed out heartbreakingly on the World Cup uh, to the surprising Togo, they easily qualified for the uh, African Cup with their second-place finish. Okay, let's move on to the final section, uh, 2008 to 2017. So 2008 saw a comfortable enough qualification, winning, at whole, uh, winning all at home and finishing first despite a winless away record. Uh, but they got knocked out of the group stage in the cup, having passed the group stage the last four times in a row. And this initiated a, a weak period for Senegal in 2010, a poor World Cup qualifying campaign saw them finish third behind Gambia, and it wasn't enough to qualify them for the African Cup. 2012, though, was an impressive qualifying campaign. A tie in Cameroon uh, was the only points drop, and they finished five points ahead of Cameroon, in fact, knocking them out of the 2012 Cup. However, they went on to lose all games in the Cup. So we've seen a bit of a pattern here that their, their qualification strength uh, doesn't necessarily correlate with their strength in the Cups. Okay, so participants of the 2012 African Cup were shuttled to the third and final round of qualifying for the 2013 edition, uh, where qualification was shortened to knockout rounds. So there they faced Ivory Coast and they lost 4-2 away. 
at home uh, after going down 2 nothing on a penalty at 71. Uh, it was pretty obvious that they were uh, out of the cup and their fans rioted and the game had to be abandoned. Uh, it was awarded as a 2 nothing win. That, that was a score, uh, a 2 nothing win for Ivory Coast, which was a score when the game was abandoned. And there was a threat uh, I did see uh, from one source of them being uh, suspended for the next tournament, but that didn't actually happen. Uh, they returned in 2015, and uh, they were bested there by group winners Tunisia, but advanced in second place. Uh, Egypt finished third in the tough group, and Egypt was knocked out that year, Tunisia and uh, Senegal combining to knock out Egypt. Uh, however, in the Cup, Senegal failed to pass the group stage as their poor run continued. So I'll just say uh, over the last five Cups, they only reached three of them and they were knocked out in the group stage every time. So um, uh, kind of a poor period. However, 2017 saw commanding qualifications over weak teams. That was Burundi, uh, Namibia and Niger. And they went on to a quarterfinal finish. So. Uh, passing the group stage for the first time since 2006. Okay, whew, that was a long one. Let's go on to look at how they've done in recent campaigns now that they've uh, uh, kind of come back to form in 2017. And in 2019, they finished first in their qualifying group and had no problem taking top spot, uh, suffering only a draw in Madagascar there but winning uh, both games, both uh, meetings with Equatorial Guinea and Sudan, uh, although they did require a late winner um, to win in Sudan. They also had a comfortable group stage in the cup, despite losing to Algeria, uh, who they would meet again in the final. Uh, Kenya and Tanzania were the other teams, and they proved pretty weak. So it was second place in the group stage, and uh, that saw them through. Uh, they beat Uganda in the next round and then Benin uh, after that, both on single goals. Um, and they went on to the semi-final where they beat Tunisia on a single goal, this one in extra time. Actually, both teams missed penalties in the second half there, Tunisia and Senegal. And then uh, Senegal got the uh, winning goal uh, at the 100th minute uh, to reach the final. Uh, in the final, they lost to Algeria, the only goal of the game being scored just two minutes in, and they finished in uh, second place. Um, okay, wait, uh, I might have to correct my... I, I, I won't bother looking it up, because I have another note saying uh, that Algeria scored late. Anyway, the fact is uh, Algeria won in the final on a single goal, and uh, to be honest, I think it was a late goal, uh, just as the game was headed for extra time. But um, I won't take the time to uh, check it. Okay, so that is uh, 2019, second place finish. And let's see if they did any better in 2021. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention these um, uh, these two results in, in kind of the summary at the beginning because I kind of wanted to keep it a secret. Okay, so 2021, a comfortable path to the uh, uh, first place in their qualifying group there. 
they won the first four games and then they kind of coasted at the end, tying uh, in Congo, Congo who finished third, and at home, kind of a shocking, uh, uh, a shocking home tie with the weak uh, Aswatini. So um, they beat Guinea-Bissau twice. Uh, Guinea-Bissau finishing second. So uh, just a couple of notes uh, interesting in their games against Eswatini. So the first uh, game was a, let me see, a 4-1 win in Eswatini. And all five of those goals came in the space of 18 minutes. And uh, starting with um, Senegal's uh, Famara Dedwi, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. We'll look at him in players. He got a, a hat-trick in nine minutes there, uh, three goals between 59 and 68 uh, for their win in Eswatini. But as I said, they were embarrassed at home. Uh, one of the strongest teams in Africa, embarrassed by one of the weakest teams, uh, Eswatini. And actually, uh, Senegal required a goal deep into injury time to avoid a loss a tying goal at 90 plus six. Uh, Eswatini had scored their goal at nine um, and held the lead for most of the game. So uh, a glorious result in the history of Eswatini there, but uh, really no problem qualifying for Senegal. On to the group stage. Uh, they uh, were actually pretty flat in the group stage in this uh, campaign earlier this year. Uh, they only scored one goal uh, in the whole group stage. Uh, that was in the first game over Zimbabwe. And they went with scoreless ties with Guinea and Malawi. So didn't look too good in the group stage. They did improve after that, uh, beating Cape Verde in a, in a poorly refereed game. Um Yeah, so uh, I'm just checking. Uh, uh, the poor referee in, uh, dominated the game, actually, with a questionable red card to Cape Verde at 21. And then another outrageous one uh, at 57 if that followed a terrible clash of heads. Um, but a second red card to Cape Verde. And Senegal, who actually played fairly poorly in the game, scored their goals at 63 and 90 plus 2. Uh, against the nine men. So as uh, Sadio Mane actually uh, involved in that clash of heads at 57, and then he uh, scored the goal at 63 and then was taken off. Um, but really kind of an, a, a bit unfair towards Cape Verde. Uh, okay, they have no problem with um, uh, Equatorial Guinea in the next round and Burkina Faso in the semi-final and then in the final as we've mentioned they met Egypt and won on penalties again the Liverpool teammates uh, meeting there and Sadio Mane uh, coming out ahead so uh, a title win for Senegal their first one and um we're going to take a quick look at their players, uh, who's been scoring for them. Well, I've already mentioned a couple of players. Famara uh, Did, I really don't know how to say it. Did Didwi, um, I I am not that familiar with him. Uh, of course, I'm familiar with Sadio Mane, uh, who's the captain of the team and a, a, and a, a great uh, player, and he. Uh, he scores pretty much in every campaign, but actually uh, Famara Didwi, I'll say, 
uh, outscores him, uh, at least in recent campaigns uh, since 2021. So, uh, I mean, I could spend all day talking about the talent they have. Um, so I'll try to make it fast. Uh, Sadio Mane actually uh, has moved to uh, Bayern Munich recently, for those who, who don't know that. So his Liverpool days are over. Uh, Famara Didwi is a, a, a less experienced player with 24 caps, but he has 10 goals in that, so about 40% there. He plays for Allianzpor in Turkey, uh, which is not uh, not a huge team in Turkey, but um, a respectable sized team. And uh, if we look at the team in terms of players, uh, they have just uh, players with some of the top teams in the world. So uh, goalkeeper Edward Mendy is with Chelsea in England. Uh, Abdou Diallo, a defender, is with Paris Saint-Germain in, uh, in uh, France. Uh, they have a young defender too named uh, Alfred uh, Diunku, uh, who's 20 years old. He hasn't played for the national team yet. And he's with Barcelona B, but he'll probably uh, come into um, play. In the midfield, they have Idrissa Gay with uh, uh, Paris Saint-Germain. He has 94 caps. And uh, Nampolis Mendy, who, uh, um, uh, who plays for Leicester. And Cheku Kuyate, who plays for Crystal Palace, both of those in England. And Papa Gay. Uh, Papa Gay, who's 23 years old, plays for Marseille. And in the forward line, there's just a wealth of talent. Uh, uh, Boulay Dia for Villarreal. Um, Ismail Assar with uh, Watford, although I think he should be with uh, a kind of a bigger team. He's a great player. Uh, okay, and uh, Bounassar with Bayern Munich. Um, uh, no shortage of talent. Uh on the team and I've probably insulted a few players even there by not mentioning them so uh, looking very good going into 2022 World Cup is Senegal and we'll just finish with a summary and a look at their form which of course is very good uh, they have had three periods in summary, three periods of strength though only two of them reflected in World Cup play uh, a good start in uh, African Cup doesn't really count because it was too short. Uh, it was better uh, than the long week period that followed, though. So it was only in the 90s that they really came into uh, uh, they really came into themselves. And the early 90s saw three trips in a row beyond the group stage of the African Cup, uh, but that was the one that didn't really reflect in World Cup play. Uh, four trips past the African Cup group stage from 2000 to 2006, though, did reflect in their 2002 World Cup appearance, uh, and they reached the quarterfinals in that World Cup. Their third and uh, strong, their third strong period is right now, and arguably the strongest of all, uh, with their African Cup title that followed a second place finish, and for the first time in their career, two trips in a row to the World Cup in 2018 and 2022. So there we have it. Uh, in terms of form, after a flat period from 2008 to 2015, they finally passed uh, the group stage of the African Cup in 2017. And they also reached the World Cup in 2018. 
uh, for the first time since 2002. So uh, they've grown ever stronger uh, since then uh, with the second place and then a first place finish in the African Cup and uh, their second qualification for the World Cup. So looking good. Senegal, they're the top team in Africa right now. Let's move on to Benin. Benin, uh, who played their first international game in 1959, so actually before uh, before Senegal. Uh, their nickname is uh, Les Écuriels, or I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. It's the squirrels uh, in English. It's the French word for the squirrels. And uh, let's start with an overview of their participation and achievements. So... Um, Benin actually was known as Dahomey, Dahomey until 1977. And they first entered their World Cup under that name in 1974. Uh, but their participation in the World Cup was scattered over the next few tournaments. By 1998, they had entered only three of the seven tournaments. But from 2002, their participation has been consistent. Uh, African Cup play is similar. First entering in 1972, but completing only four of the ten editions, uh, completing qualification in only four of the ten editions up to 1990. And they withdrew again in 1996, but they haven't missed from 1998 onward. Uh, in terms of achievement, they've never reached the World Cup. Uh, they've reached the final round in 2006 and 2010, 2010 uh, being their best performance, uh, coming second and just three points behind Ghana, uh, who took the advancing spot. Uh, they have qualified for the African Cup four times, including twice in a row in 2008 and 2010. However, passing the group stage has been a challenge. And we didn't cover Benin in the uh, podcast in January, so we'll give a, a quick overview of their World Cup and African Cup history and then take a close look at their most recent campaign. So uh, in terms of World Cup, uh, despite a close preliminary with Senegal in 2002, uh, they were quite feeble until a very good campaign in 2010, which I mentioned, uh, where they won the first group stage and then placed second in the final group stage. Uh, 2014 was a respectable battle with Mali for second place, though neither was close to Algeria, who alone passed the final round. And in 2018, they were paired with a strong Burkina Faso, uh, who knocked them out early, so not, not so strong in recent times there. Let's see how they did in their last uh, World Cup qualifications. So they were strong enough to receive a bye in the first round. Only the bottom 28 teams uh, had to go through that preliminary round. And they went straight into round two of three, which was a group stage. Um, they got off to a good start with road wins against Madagascar and Tanzania. Uh, that sandwiched a home draw against the top-seeded Congo DR. So they were in first place uh, after that, uh, but a home loss to Tanzania in the fourth game ultimately cost them. Uh, nevertheless, they were still in first place going into the last game, but a loss in Congo DR um, 
saw them uh, leapfrog, Congo DR leaped into first place, and they had to settle for second place, which was not an advancing position. So uh, too bad there, it looked like they were going to make it, uh, and then uh, make it to the final round. Can you imagine? Uh, Benin would have been in the final round of playoff qualifying, but alas, Congo DR uh, took the spot. Okay, let's uh, move on to their African Cup uh, qualifying, starting with an overview. So, as mentioned, participation was patchy in their early years and weak until 2004. Uh, and during that time, they measured success only with some impressive home results at the game level. Uh, they were never close at the campaign level until they actually reached the Cup in 2004. Uh, that initiated a good period for them. Uh, they actually reached three out of four cups in a row until 2010. However, they never passed the group stage and, in fact, earned only a single draw across all three cups. So nine group stage games and just one draw. Uh, performances after that were middling to weak uh, until a competitive campaign in 2017 although a second place finish there uh, was not enough. Okay, uh, and we'll actually look at the um, look at the two most recent cups in, in closer detail. But let's go to the African Cup qualifying history in detail, and we've divided it into three parts. So part one, 1972 to 1990. They entered their first cup in 1972 under the name of Dahomey. They faced Togo in round one of two and were bested, uh, losing away and then tying at home. They withdrew from the next two cups, seeding the preliminary rounds uh, to slated opponents Sierra Leone in 1972 and Niger in 1976. And then in 1978, they didn't even enter. Uh, they returned in 1980, though, and they passed the first round when Niger withdrew. And they beat Ivory Coast at home in the next round, uh, the first leg of the next round, only to lose 4-1 away. So uh, they were ousted on goal difference by Ivory Coast. They withdrew again in 1984, forfeiting to uh, Equatorial Guinea. Uh, but... Um, Sorry, I have to check. Um, 1984. Uh, yes, in 1984, they were forfeited the preliminary round when Liberia withdrew, and then they faced Algeria, uh, who bested them. Um Okay, so then uh, in 1986, they were bested by Mali in a preliminary round. And in 1998 and 1990, they didn't enter. Uh, okay, so that uh, takes us to the second section uh, from 1992 to 2010. 1992, as I'm repeatedly saying over these podcasts, was the year when the Cup expanded to 12 teams and the start of group qualifications uh, came into vogue as opposed to knockout rounds. Uh, but they pre proved feeble in 1992, 
earning only two draws. And in 1994, they lost all of their games, uh, finishing behind Niger that year. And in 1996, they withdrew from a six-team group. So uh, pretty poor results over that period. But 1998 was better. Uh, they won a preliminary round over Mauritania. And although they were winless in the group stage, they did tie Ivory Coast and Algeria at home. In 2000, they fell at the preliminary round, beating Angola 2-1 at home, but then losing 2-0 away and going out on goal difference. 2002 was the same, beating Namibia 2-0 at home, but humiliated with an 8-2 loss on the road, ousted, uh, ousted uh, in an unpleasant way by Namibia there. Uh, it came out of nowhere then uh, when they qualified in 2004 uh, and with an impressive campaign, winning all at home and losing only in Sudan. Uh, the top seed Zambia performed pretty poorly in that campaign, uh, allowing them to uh, take the advancing spot. But uh, this form didn't carry into the 2006 World Cup qualification, where they finished last in a 16 grouping. Of course, that uh, World Cup qualification uh, adding, uh, acting as the entry point to the African Cup. However, in 2008, a solid campaign saw them lose only their opening game uh, in Togo and finishing in second ahead of them and just a point behind Mali uh, to reach the Cup. This continued into a solid performance in 2010 World Cup qualifying finishing second there ahead of Mali, and that second-place finish uh, gained them entry into their third African Cup. Uh, sorry, that's their fourth African... No, their third African Cup, uh, uh, having reached three of the last four now. The last period covers uh, 2012 to 2017. Uh, that 2010 qualification would end a relatively strong period, as they failed to reach the cup in 2012, finishing last in their group behind Rwanda and Burundi, uh, despite sharing points equally with them both. In uh, 2013, uh, that saw them in a knockout round with Ethiopia. If you recall, it was a shortened qualification system for that cup. Uh, so they tied scoreless in Ethiopia, which is a good result, to get anything in Ethiopia. And then they tied 1-1 at home. But that goal they gave up in the home leg gave Ethiopia the advantage and they advanced on the away goals rule. Uh, 2015 saw them uh, uh, pass a first preliminary round over the week Sao Tome and Principe, but they, lose, they lost the second round to Malawi uh, the matter actually went to penalties, a penalty shootout, which they lost. 2017 was a solid campaign, though, their best since uh, 2010. And they finished second in a group, although it was well behind uh, winners Mali. Uh, that was their only loss, though, in the away leg against Mali, and they finished ahead of Equatorial Guinea. So that brings us to their most uh, recent campaigns, which I've avoided mentioning so far. Uh, in 2019, uh, they won all games at home in qualifying, including over, with, over 
uh, group winners Algeria, group winners and eventual champions, I might add, uh, actually in that game, uh, Benin uh, scored at 15 minutes and they held on to that despite receiving a red card in the 54th minute. So a fabulous win over Algeria at home. However, on the road, they only managed a draw with Togo, uh, but that was enough to finish second in the qualifying group and advance to the cup. Uh, Gambia and Togo finishing behind them there. Uh, a good performance in the tournament saw them tying both... Ben uh, well, they tied all three games, actually, but most significantly, they tied Ghana in the first and Cameroon in the second. It was Guinea-Bissau uh, in the middle there. Um, and uh, their third-place finish uh, was enough to advance. I think the top four uh, third-place finishers advanced. They got the last laugh on their Cameroon, uh, uh, on Cameroon and Ghana, actually, going further than both of them in the cup by beating Morocco on penalties in the round of 16. Uh, they actually survived a penalty there right at the end of regulation time, and they also survived a red card at the beginning of extra time uh, for their first ever win in African Cup history, if you recall, uh, they only they only earned a tie uh, in African Cup history uh, before that in the finals. So a fabulous result, winning 4-1 on penalties over Morocco. So really it was Morocco who did themselves in on penalties. Uh, that brought them to the quarterfinals um, where they met uh, Senegal, and uh, of uh, no surprise, they lost to Senegal, but only on a single goal. And uh, they were happy with their excellent tournament and best result ever in 2019. So let's see if that form continued into 2021. And we see that although it was a competitive campaign and things might have been different if they had not given up a late goal at home to Nigeria and lost that game, uh, they might have finished in second. Uh, as it was, uh, uh, Sierra Leone was able to leapfrog them at the end uh, with a home win in the final game. And uh, with that win, Sierra Leone was uh, tied on points with them, but one goal ahead on goal difference. So um, sadly, um, Benin uh, fell just short of the uh, of reaching their second cup in a row there okay well a note on uh, some of their players uh, some people will be familiar with steve mooney who uh played i'll check i know he played in england and i'm not sure uh yeah he has moved on to uh, uh stad brest in france um uh, i think he was with uh, Brighton, was he? Uh, no, no, he was with uh, Huddersfield. I remember him playing uh, in England. So uh, actually, though, their biggest forward is uh, Mikel Pote. Uh, he has 69 caps and 10 goals for them. and uh, But he's 37 years old now, so um, probably doesn't have a lot of years left in him. Um, the other uh, the other scorer I see there is Stéphane Sessignon, who's also 
uh, one of their best known players and uh, I think he may be also uh, retiring yeah he retired in 2019 he had 83 caps and 24 goals and uh, with M Mikel Pote retiring soon they'll obviously have to do some uh, refreshing uh, but they do have uh, uh, Jodel Dosu um, who's experienced but he's only scored seven goals in 50 games despite being listed as a forward um Khaled Adenon is their uh, most uh their biggest veteran defender but he uh, after 81 caps is age 36 so it looks like he uh, won't won't um, be with the team for that much longer uh, in general about half of their players play for um you know uh i'd say secondary teams in france not top teams but not uh not bad teams here like stade la valois and clermont foot and um they do have players with kind of similar level teams uh in europe like Tiflis in the czech republic um uh dinamo bucharest probably a, a little uh stronger team there um, that's uh, Desiree Azankpo plays for Dynamo Bucharest. In terms of club, uh, Juventus is probably the biggest club represented, and that's a 19-year-old uh, player who's just joined the team, earning his first cap uh, recently. Uh, uh, Angel Chibozo, or it could be Angel uh, there, Chibozo, is his last name so keep an eye out uh, for him all right well that's a, an overview of uh, Benin so let's look at a summary and their recent form so they were invariably weak in the early years though often incalcitrant at home uh, which remains true uh, but 2004 to 2010 represents a strong period in their history with three out of four qualifications during that period they were weak in those cups, uh, only ever earning a single draw. Uh, they fell back to weak form after that, but a good African Cup campaign uh, in 2017 foreshadowed a successful African Cup qualification in 2019, although it didn't hint at the impressive quarterfinal finish. Uh, they didn't follow that up in the 2021 African Cup qualifying, uh, but it was a competitive campaign in 2021, although a third-place finish. And they were also competitive for the 2022 World Cup uh, there. So uh, most of their current... Uh, uh, so we've seen pretty much they're in pretty decent form nowadays. Uh uh, it shouldn't be overlooked that although 2019 was a, a very good result, they, they did scrape past the group stage in third place. And uh, for the most part, their praiseworthy form is uh, for being competitive rather than successful campaigns, as we saw in 2021 and 2022, uh, quite competitive, but not actually um, reaching the goal in the end. Uh, they are fearsome at home. Uh, but ultimately, um, we can define uh, Benin as a fairly weak team overall uh, in a good period. So uh, two good periods for them, uh, one of them being being now, but, but not amazing as 
there's only one African Cup there. Uh, okay, let's move on to our next team, Mozambique. Mozambique played their first international game in 1977, and their nickname is Os Mambas, or the Mambas, I believe that's uh, Portuguese. Uh, uh, I believe they were influenced by Portugal. Uh, okay, uh, let's take a look at their participation and achievements. Uh, they entered their first World Cup in 1982, uh, but had problems after that, not entering in 1986, and having their entry rejected for some reason in 1990. But they did participate consistently from 1994. Their first African Cup was in 1982, uh, but there was no problem there, and they participated without fail from that time. Okay, we didn't cover them in 2021 African Cup earlier this year, January 2022, so we'll give uh, a brief overview of their World Cup and their African Cup. So in the World Cup until 2010, they never passed the first round of qualifying, uh, which was usually a preliminary round. They got a result at home about half the time, but it was never enough to carry them uh, uh, forward. 2010 was their most competitive campaign, passing a first group stage to a final group uh, where they finished third of four. So that's as far as their competitive uh, competitiveness went. And in 2014 onward, they were less competitive than that. Let's see how they did in uh, 2022. And uh, honestly, it's uh, oops. It's uh, fairly fairly representative. So they did pass a preliminary round, winning both legs over Mauritius. Uh, they had to play that round because they were one of the bottom 28 ranked teams. And um, so that was uh, expected to be a comfortable uh, uh, preliminary round, and it was. Uh, in the main round, they tied Ivory Coast at home uh, in their opening game. Uh, and that ultimately gave them the edge over Malawi, uh, um, over Malawi, who they beat in the last game. So Malawi and Mozambique exchanged home wins, but that tie uh, with Ivory Coast gave Mozambique one more point, and so they finished third out of fourth ahead of Malawi. All right, let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the African Cup, and we'll start with a very quick overview here. Uh, generally, they do better in African Cup play than World Cup play. They've reached the finals four times, just like Benin, uh, in 1986, 1996, 1998, and 2010. So less currently than uh, Benin. However, they have never made it past the first round and indeed have never won a game in African Cup uh, uh, tournaments, final tournaments. Uh, they also came close to qualifying in 2008 and 2013, uh, but we'll take a close look at their African Cup history in this deep dive. So the deep dive begins with, uh, it has three parts, it begins with 1982 to 1994. So they first entered qualification in 1982 and impressed in their first game with a 6-1 win over the week Lesotho. They won that preliminary and went on to play uh, Zaire, who bested them. 
the home leg being a 3-3 draw, so fairly competitive there, but out at the hands of Zaire. Uh, it was a bye over Swaziland in the preliminary of 1984, and they started the second leg with a 3-0 win over Cameroon. However, they lost 4-0 at home, uh, Cameroon getting the goal difference that they needed to advance. Uh, 1986 was also competitive, besting Mauritius in the preliminary round and tying Malawi home and away. Malawi had actually reached the previous cup, so it was a decent result. Uh, but Mozambique, uh, a decent result to tie them, I should say. And actually, Mozambique, uh, Mozambique beat them on penalties uh, to reach the final round. Uh, there, they exchanged two one home wins with Libya and again won on penalties to reach their first cup in 1986 there. Uh, that success uh, or that form didn't carry forward, though, as they was bested by Zimbabwe at the first step in 1988. And then they lost both legs to Zambia in 1990. 1992 saw the qualifying system turn into a group format, as we've said, and the Cup expanded to 12 teams. And uh, in that uh, group, they won both games at home and lost both on the road, a three-team group there. Um, they were tied with Kenya and Sudan, all of them with the same points and the same goal difference. But Kenya advanced by dint of scoring one goal more so uh, Kenya had uh, uh, four goals for, four goals against, and um, uh, Mozambique and Sudan had three goals for and three goals against. Uh, fair as it may, uh, you may question the fairness of it, but uh, that's, that's a, a criterion, and Kenya advanced. Okay, that was 1992. In 1994, they were also undefeated at home, but three draws, uh, including away in Lesotho, earned them only a third place uh, in the group. Okay, part two, 1996 to 2006. 1996 for the, saw the first of two qualifications in a row. The Cup expanded to uh, 16 teams that year, uh, and there were large uh, qualification groups, 16 qualification groups, though only the top two uh, passed. So um, uh, a solid performance saw them winning all home games. And after losing their first two on the road, they went undefeated in their last three away games. That was enough for second place behind Angola. So uh, Angola and uh, Mozambique uh, combining to knock out the favorites, uh, Guinea and Mali. In 1998, despite besting Zambia, they finished second behind them, and they finished ahead of Malawi, uh, but they still reached the cup with that second-place finish. Uh, they were out of their leagues in the cups, though. They earned just a single draw over the uh, two tournaments. I think I said earlier that they were winless in the African Cup, so I'd better uh, check that out, but I'm pretty sure that's true, uh, that they... they uh, earned a draw in 1998. Uh, sorry, I'll just check on that. Yeah, they did uh, earn a draw with Tunisia in uh, 1996. 
but they lost all three games in 1998. So again, I'm kind of drawing comparisons with Benin here, um, very similar to Benin in their history. Okay, part two uh, deals with... Uh, No, uh, we're still in the middle of part two. So uh, that was um, 1998, uh, which they qualified for. So we're on to 2000, uh, where they bested Botswana in a preliminary, but won uh, only their first game in the group, uh, a game at home to Eritrea, who actually finished ahead of them. And they looked weaker still in 2002, going out to Lesotho on penalties at the first step uh, a preliminary round. Um, actually, a terrible year of flooding in Mozambique that year uh, may have played a role in, in their poor form. Uh, 2004 was an improvement with a middling campaign that saw them finish third behind Congo, but ahead of Central African Republic. Uh, qualifying was based on World Cup results in 2006, but they had been knocked out in a preliminary there, so they had no chance uh, at the African Cup. All right, Section 3, uh, the modern era, deals with 2008 to 2017. So 2008 was another competitive campaign, besting Burkina Faso and Tanzania, and even tying Senegal at home to finish second behind them. However, second place was not an advancing spot. That brought, uh, was not an advancing spot, but they did bring that form into the 2010 World Cup qualifying campaign and a competitive third place finish there was enough to get them into the African Cup in 2010 for their fourth qualification. Uh, 2012 opened with a draw against Libya and they beat Comoros away in the next game. However, they earned only a, a home win in Comoros after that, and they finished third in 2012. Uh, 2013, if you recall, was that shortened qualification. Uh, I, don't I don't know if I've mentioned in podcast that they did that because they were moving from even-numbered years to odd-numbered years. And rather than uh, waiting three years, uh, Africa likes to have lots of African Cups, so they did it a year later. But that forced them to shorten the qualification uh, to uh, knockout rounds. And uh, the teams that participated in 2012 got a bye uh, straight to the third knockout round, the final knockout round. Um, however, um, uh, Mozambique was not one of those teams. Uh, they got past Tanzania uh, trading 1-1 draws and then winning on penalties and then got to the final round where they met Morocco uh, and they beat them 2-0 at home in the final round there, but they lost 4-0 away and uh, failed to reach the 2013 African Cup, though they were close. Uh, preliminary round wins over South Sudan and Tanzania saw them through to the group stage. That was the final round in 2015, but a middling performance there uh, twice tying Niger uh, saw them finishing third. 2017 was also a middling performance. It started with uh, losses to all three teams, uh, but turned uh, with a home tie against Ghana 
and a win on the road against Rwanda. And they won their final game, too, over Mauritius. Uh, and that saw them finish a tight second, uh, but it wasn't an advancing position. So a poor start in 2017 and a good finish. Let's see if that good finish followed them into 2019. Uh, actually, this was absolutely mad, uh, a mad group, uh, a tight and topsy-turvy group. Uh, with four of their games uh, decided on last-minute twists. So I'll give a few details there because it's so interesting. Uh, but in general, they twice beat the favourites in the group Zambia, uh, but then they twi twice lost to Namibia. And um, uh, let's just take a look at some of those games. So they scored at 90 uh, when they were visiting Zambia and uh, stole a win there. And... Um, uh, in a thrilling finish, uh, they scored what seemed to be a winning goal uh, at 90 plus 2 uh, at home to Guinea-Bissau. Uh, but Guinea-Bissau uh, surprised them and scored um, at 90 plus 8 of injury time to bring it back to a draw. So uh, the, the, the third late goal, uh, Namibia came back. Uh, from a goal down in Mozambique, uh, to uh, came back from a goal down, uh, scoring uh, scoring to tie and scoring the winner at 90. So, um, sorry, got a bit confused there. And then uh, it looked as if Mozambique had won in Guinea-Bissau uh, on a winning goal at 89, which would have actually... Uh, which would have seen them reach the cup. However, uh, following the pattern of their first leg, uh, Guinea-Bissau equalized at 90 plus four, and um, that put them on top. Guinea-Bissau won the group, and it knocked Mozambique out. They finished third. So, in short, the, the, the group finished almost in reverse order of the seeding. So, the fourth seeded Guinea-Bissau won the group, and the top seeded Zambia lost the group. Uh, Mozambique actually came in as third and finished uh, uh, finished uh, third. And Namibia came in as uh, second and finished second. Yeah, and in the end, the group finished uh, just uh, two points separating the winners and the losers. And uh, Namibia and Mozambique uh, finished tied on points, but uh, Namibia had won both head-to-head -head games, so they took the second-place spot. So uh, an absolutely crazy uh, group there in 2019, but they fell short. Uh, in the 2021 African Cup, they started well with a win at home over third-place finishers Rwanda and a draw in Cape Verde. Cape Verde ended up finishing second. Um, and actually, they earned that draw in Cape Verde on a late goal at 90 plus two. So um, a good start. Uh, but then after that, after the second game, they lost all of their games and uh, ended up finishing last in the group behind Rwanda. So a good start there in 2021, but a poor 
uh, a poor finish. We'll take a quick look at their players, who uh, I actually don't know that well. I just know some of their scorers and qualifying, but I've never, uh, never seen them in a tournament. And uh, I'm just looking and seeing that about half of them play in uh, uh, in Mozambique, and then about a third of them play in Portugal, with a few playing for kind of uh, very uh, small teams in uh, Germany uh, and and some other countries, a couple of other countries. However, they do have a defender uh, with Atletico Madrid. Uh, that's uh, Reynildo Mandava. So he has 35 caps and two goals and was with a very big team with uh, Atletico Madrid. And in fact, they have a couple of uh, defenders with fairly big teams. Mexer uh, has 55 caps for the team and he's with Bordeaux in France. And uh, uh, Zainadine, also a defender with 63 caps. Uh, he's with Maritimo. However, uh, Mexer and Zainadine are both 34 years old, so are probably uh, on their way out of the team. Uh, their biggest forward is uh, Dominguez. Dominguez has 97 caps and 16 goals, and he is with uh, um, a South African team. Um, Royal AM, I almost think it's kind of a retirement team because he's 38 years old. But uh, he did play for bigger teams, uh, several big teams in South Africa, like Mamelodi Sundowns and Supersport. So uh, he's at the end of his career too. So it does look like they will have to um, uh, do some uh, renewal here. Uh, the name I see twice scoring in... in both of their last campaigns is Talino, Talino, and uh, he plays for, uh, I think it's the biggest team in Mozambique, uh, Costa do, uh, do Sol, uh, but uh, he is also 33 years old, so um, a kind of an aging team, uh, an aging team there, but they may have one more, uh, they may have one more, um, qualification tournament in them because uh, most of them did play in the uh, June games so uh, despite uh, their age are still with the team let's go to a summary then for Mozambique and a look at their recent performance so Mozambique is a middling to weak team who is far from reaching the World Cup and who do well to make it to the African Cup uh, they last did in 2010 through their most competitive World Cup campaign, which was a third-place finish in the group stage. Uh, and that was just enough to qualify them for that 2010 African Cup. Uh, but but uh, that was the last time they, they reached it, uh, even though the tournament expanded to 24 teams in 2019. And when they do reach an African Cup, they're well out of their league uh, once there. I think they just have a tie... Uh, over their whole history of the African Cup Finals. Uh, a mildly competitive campaign in 2019 almost saw them uh, reach the African Cup again, but uh, they've yet to take advantage of the Cup being expanded to 2014. So in terms of recent form, uh, 2019 was their best recent performance in that wacky group. 
where they beat Zambia twice. Uh, but all in all, it was a middling performance on average because they lost twice to uh, to Namibia. And um, I'll just look at the other one because I'm curious. Uh, the other team was Guinea-Bissau, and they tied them home and away. Uh, um, Guinea-Bissau winning the group there. Uh, okay, um, they reached the final round of qualifying in 2006 and 2010 uh, World Cup qualification, and uh, th that was good to reach that stage, but they were out of their depth once there, and they've really dropped off since. Uh, and in the African Cup... Um, oh, sorry, I'm... I'm um, I'm uh, getting them mixed up. Uh, let me start again. So 2019 was their best recent performance uh, and itself was a middling performance surrounded by mostly weak campaigns where, there were, uh, where only a few points were earned at the game level. 2018, for example, saw them beat Gabon at home, but then they lost uh, the knockout round with them. Uh, they were at the bottom of the group in 2021 and a weak third place in 2022. Uh, qualifying so uh, not coming in with as much form as Benin uh, here even in their best uh, 2019 campaign that was very hot and cold and otherwise they've been fairly weak in recent times we're going to move on to Rwanda our final group our final team in the group uh, they earned that oh they played their first international game in 1976 and their nickname is the wasps Okay, so beginning with an overview of their participation and achievement, they first entered the African Cup in 1982, but after two entries, they took a hiatus from 1998 to, uh, sorry, 1988 to 1998 due to civil war. Uh, there's a, a movie that kind of shows it, the Hotel Rwanda, where the Hutus and the Tutsis um, are uh, in conflict. Uh, from 1998, their participation has been consistent. Uh, in African Cup play, they first joined in 1982, and the hi hiatus began after their second uh, in 1984. They returned in 2000, uh, uh, that, that gap in the 1990s. Uh, they returned in 2000 there and participated consistently, except for 2015, uh, which features uh, a good story uh, but they were disqualified. Okay, in terms of achievement, they've reached the final round of qualifying in the 2006 and 2010 World Cups, but were out of their depth once there. Uh, in the African Cup, they've reached the finals only once in 2004. All right, and we didn't cover Rwanda in the, in the January uh, podcast this year, so we'll give a quick view of their uh, World Cup and African Cup. In World Cup uh, in 2014, they finished last uh, in the semi-final round behind Benin. Uh, 2018, uh, okay, sorry, I'm just going to go here. As uh, we said, they reached the final round in 2006 and 2010. Um, but in 2014 and 2018, uh, they didn't reach the final round, and uh, excuse me, my notes are a bit messed up. 
there. So uh, it was a fairly weak performance in 2014 uh, with just uh, two ties there, although one of them was on the road to Mali. And in 2018, uh, they were knocked out uh, by Libya, a Libya, I'll kind of uh, give a give a taster here, a Libya seeking revenge. Uh, Libya knocked them out, uh, winning both legs uh, of a preliminary in 2018. But we'll get to that story uh, between them and Libya uh, when we do our deep dive. Okay, and then in terms of their most recent campaigns, they did beat uh, Seychelles home and away quite convincingly, 3-0 uh, on the road and 7 nothing at home. So they really thrashed uh, Seychelles there. But that didn't really help them in the following round as they earned only a single draw with Kenya uh, at home. So they finished last in the group, uh, well out of contention. Uh, Mali and Uganda were the other teams in the group. So a very weak performance in 2022. And uh, we'll turn our attention to African Cup history with a, a brief overview. In African Cup qualification, uh, they have done better in the group stages compared to the World Cup. Uh, 2004 was an exceptional year where they reached the Cup and even put in a good performance once there, despite not passing the group stage. Uh, otherwise, they haven't come close to qualifying with campaigns re uh, ranging from feeble especially in the early years, too mildly competitive at best. So let's take a look at their, um, sorry, their African Cup qualifying history in a deep dive. And we've divided it into just two parts here. So 1982 to 2004. Their first campaign was in 1982 and they passed the preliminary round when Uganda withdrew. They faced Ethiopia in the second round, and each of them won one nothing at home. But they lost on penalties there uh, and failed to advance. But it was a reasonably competitive first campaign. In 1984, they won the first leg of a preliminary over Somalia. Uh, but it seems like the second leg there wasn't played. Uh, so there was just one game uh, uh, in Somalia, and they advanced to the next round. Uh, then the next round, though, they lost both legs to Tunisia, uh, including a 5 nothing drubbing in the first leg away. Well, they didn't enter in 1984, and in 1986 they passed the first round uh, again because uh, of a team withdrawing, Lesotho withdrawing this time. But then uh, they themselves withdrew uh, from, from the following round. Um, they were paired with Malawi, and uh, Malawi, uh, uh, they forfeited the round to Malawi. Uh, and then uh, from 1988 to 1998, they did not enter the Cup due to strife in their country. They returned in 2000, and their first game, unfortunately, was a 5 nothing loss at the hands of Uganda in the preliminary round. Uh, they tied at home in the second leg, but uh, that was a bit of a, a pyrrhic result. Uh, and then in 2002, it was another 5 nothing loss, this time to Congo. Uh, but they had won the first leg of, at home there. Uh, 2004 saw them directly placed in a group stage where they shocked by winning over Uganda, who they bested, and Ghana, 
who they lost to away in the opener, but beat at home in the final game. So that was a great qualification over Ghana and Uganda. And they also proved competitive in the cup, uh, finishing a close third in the group stage, but actually not passing the group stage. Uh, 2006, our next section deals with uh, 2006 to 2017. In the 2006 and 2010 uh, African Cups, the qualifier was the uh, the World Cup campaigns, uh, but they finished bottom of the group in both of those cases and failed to qualify. In the middle in 2008, home wins over Equatorial Guinea and Liberia saw them finish third. So not bad, but uh, not close really because not even second place advanced to the cup from their group. Uh, 2012 looked good on paper, finishing second and having beaten Burundi at home and, and Benin away, but it wasn't close. Uh, Ivory Coast actually finished with 18 points and they finished in second with just six points. Uh, the top two second place finishers advanced to the cup uh, uh, that year, but uh, Rwanda was actually last of the 10 uh, last second place finisher among the 10 groups. So really not close. They were not one of the four weakest teams required to play the preliminary round in 2013, but they were unfortunately paired with Giants Nigeria in round two and actually did well to tie at home, but uh, understandably they lost away and were knocked out. In 2015, they did well to beat Libya in round one of three, a player by the name of Daddy Barori scoring all three goals in their home win. And in the next round, they went on to win uh, round two over Congo, uh, each team winning 2-0 at home, and the matter going to penalties, which Rwanda won after 12 penalties. However... It was discovered that Daddy Barori had a second identity. He was using the name uh, Tadi Etakiyama uh, and a Congolese passport for his club team, uh, which was AS Vita in Congo DR. And actually, he was uh, he was four years younger on on that Congolese passport. Uh, so he never actually played for the uh, for the Congo national team. I think. He did play in some uh, youth competitions, um, but it was the fact that he had a Congolese passport. And Libya had actually lodged a complaint uh, uh, while they were playing um, Rwanda, but that complaint was ignored. And by the time it kind of emerged that um, this player had two identities, it was too late for Libya to be reinstated. Well, that's why I said they were probably uh, happy to have the opportunity to get revenge in 2018 World Cup qualifying. Uh, so uh, Rwanda was disqualified and Congo was given the advancing spot in in what was a fairly promising campaign. Actually, uh, uh, Daddy Barori or that, that player with two identities didn't score uh, either of their two goals against uh, Congo. But he did get a hat-trick against Libya, so it was an unfair advantage. Anyway, moving on to 2017, uh, that was peculiar in that they lost to the stronger teams at home, but got points from them on the road. 
uh, an opening game win in Mozambique, uh, and a final game tie in Ghana. And they finished third on the group, uh, third in the group, tied on points with Mozambique, who actually they meet in this campaign. Um, tied on points with Mozambique for second, but uh, um, neither of the teams went through. Okay, we'll take a closer look at their two most recent campaigns. And uh, in 2019, they uh, came in as the pot four team behind Central African Republic. And uh, at first I thought that that wasn't right, but they proved inferior uh, to Central African Republic in a pretty weak campaign. Uh, they managed only home ties with group winners Guinea and uh, with Central African Republic. Uh, and they lost both uh, both legs to Ivory Coast to finish last in the group. Uh, and in fact, uh, in in Central African Republic, uh, they did get a late tying goal uh, at ninety plus one, only to see Central African Republic reestablish their lead at ninety plus three. So an exciting end to that game. And in their other game where uh, Central African Republic scored in injury time at 90 plus 5 to earn a draw in Rwanda. But uh, in the end, Central African Republic bested them and uh, they finished last behind them. So not a good campaign there. In 2021, uh, it was a more respectable campaign to finish third in the qualifying group. Uh, they tied uh, first place Cameroon um, that was in the home leg. No, that was in the away leg. Uh, in the last game of the away leg, they tied uh, first place Cameroon despite taking a red card at 54. And uh, they also tied uh, Cape Verde on the road, um, <laughs> taking a red card early there too. Uh, however, their home record uh, only saw them win over bottom place finishers Mozambique. Um, and they allowed only three goals over their six games, but scored only one. And it kind of points to a bit of a trend for Rwanda, who tend to be slightly weaker at home than most African teams, uh, but slightly better on the road. And uh, here's kind of evidence of that. Uh, where they, they tied the stronger teams on the road. Uh, however, they did finish in third place over Mozambique there, and they meet Mozambique here. Okay, well, that brings us to the, uh, the uh, quick look at their players. And again, it's not a team I'm that familiar with because I haven't seen them in tournaments, but I'll try to give a kind of a sense of uh, their strength. Uh, I would say about two-thirds of the players play uh, in Rwanda there. And the ones who don't are generally with uh, kind of smaller teams uh, in Europe or in um, uh, maybe in, in Africa. So uh, one of the top teams I see here is Far Rabat in Morocco. So they have a 27-year-old uh, Emmanuel Imanishimwe, uh, he has 34 caps for the teams, playing for uh, not the strongest team in Morocco, but a fairly strong team 
uh, in Morocco, and uh, I'm really not seeing uh, much beyond that. Uh, they don't even have any teams in South Africa where uh, the Central African uh, or the Southern African teams uh, tend to go. It's kind of the next step up, but uh, maybe they're not a Southern African team. Um, uh, their top uh, forward is Mehdi Kager, uh, and we did see him score in 2019, but, oh, and in 2022. He has 55 caps and 15 goals and is uh, playing for Simba in, in Tanzania there. I think that's uh, Tanzania's biggest team. And uh, their next biggest veteran is 50, uh, with 54 caps, uh, Fatina uh, Omborenga, uh, a defender, but most of the uh, veterans have 40 caps or less. Um, their goalkeeper, who's 34 years old now, Jean-Luc uh, Ndeyashimi, sorry, I'm probably saying that wrong, uh, is, is 34 years old, so uh, uh, probably doesn't have a lot of years left. Uh, but their biggest Afri uh, uh, veteran plays for young Africans in Tanzania, also a big team in Tanzania. He has 110 caps and he's 32 years old, uh, Haruna Nionzima. And so he may, might have a couple of years left in him. But generally, as I said, most of them, uh, more than half of them are playing locally uh, um, and otherwise uh, for kind of small teams for the most part, outside of uh, outside of um, uh, Rwanda, uh, some of those being in Europe. Okay, that brings us to the uh, summary and a look at their form. So Rwanda came out of nowhere for their good campaign in 2004, impressive both in qualifying and in the cup. Uh, 2015 was their next best run, but an illegal player had played a big role and they were disqualified over it. 2012 and their most recent campaign in 2021 were mildly competitive uh, and that's as well as they've done uh, but 2019 and 2022 were fairly poor campaigns so uh, no clear pattern there for Rwanda but um, uh, let's take a look at their form. It's fairly weak. Uh, they may be competitive for third place with a similarly weak team, but only in 2012 did they challenge for second. Uh, and that was when there were three teams of similar strength in the group. Hey, that's kind of the, the same thing here. Uh, beyond a bid for third place, they generally measure, measure their success uh, at the game level. And they do take some points off stronger teams, and we've even seen a bit of a tendency to be be uh, a bit better on the road than most African teams. Uh, 2021 was an, a better than average campaign, and they did well to finish over Mozambique. But if that's an improvement in form, uh, a weak campaign in 2022 where they earned just a single draw kind of brings their form into question. So a bit hard to pin down, but let's try to pin down some stuff in part three where we uh, kind of analyze and uh, discuss their prospects.
So part three begins with a look at the rankings and we see that Senegal is far out ahead. Uh, I'll do actually FIFA and ELO separately here because they're a bit different. Uh, FIFA has uh, uh, Senegal as the 18th strongest team uh, in the world right now, whereas ELO has that at 36, so a pretty big difference there. And um, I'm inclined to go with uh, ELO on that one as well as Senegal are doing. Uh, they they exited at the group stage of the World Cup last time out. So once African teams get to the World Cup, uh, they they some they usually end up looking uh, weaker in terms of the world. Although it is kind of exciting uh, when they do well, like Senegal in 2002 passing the group stage. So, but uh, I'd be inclined to agree more with uh, FIFA here. Anyway, FIFA, or with ELO here. Anyway, FIFA has them as 18th, and Benin uh, is therefore about 70 points behind, 65 points behind uh, in the FIFA rankings. And Mozambique is about 20 points behind Benin, and Rwanda about uh, 20 points behind Mozambique. Uh, and that looks a little different in ELO rankings, where Benin is not 80 points behind Senegal, but about 60 points behind. And then Mozambique uh, is much further behind Benin in ELO rankings. Uh, and in fact, Rwanda is ahead of Mozambique in ELO rankings. So a little later when we discuss it, uh, we'll talk about which one we agree with. But there does seem to be um, a bit of disagreement about how far Mozambique is really behind Benin and whether Mozambique or Rwanda is uh, the stronger team right now. But uh, maybe the head-to-head -head will shed some light here. So we begin with Senegal and Benin, and Senegal has a two wins, one draw, and no losses. Uh, they met in 2002, which doesn't matter much, but they did meet in the 2019 uh, quarterfinal, where... Um, uh, Senegal won, uh, uh, as we saw when, when we talked about it. So uh, Senegal with the winning record there. Actually, uh, Benin did well to tie them in 2002 World Cup qualifying because that was a very strong year for Senegal. Uh, okay, next is Senegal and Mozambique. That's four wins for Senegal, one draw and zero losses. So the only time they've uh, tied was in 2008, and that was the last time they played. So it's uh, not very relevant. Uh, Senegal did win one game 6-1 in 1994 World Cup qualifying. Um, but uh, even though it's kind of out of date, Senegal does seem much stronger than Mozambique, so it's a bit representative. Uh, Senegal have never met Rwanda in major competitions, so they don't have any record. Uh, Benin and Mozambique have met just once. Uh, it did come up in the review, 2010 African Cup uh, group stage. Both of them reached the African Cup, if you recall, that year, and they tied 2-2. So that's their only meeting, so they have an equal record. Uh, Benin has a superior record over Rwanda, but it is just two wins, one draw, and one tie. And their last meeting was in 2014 World Cup, where uh, Benin bested them 
shortly before in 2012, African Cup qualifying, they each won at home. So uh, fairly even there, but Benin with the edge. And uh, most relevant, uh, perhaps, is Mozambique versus Rwanda, because their only four meetings have been recent in the 2017 and 2021 African Cup qualifying campaigns. But uh, uh, really shows them to be even, uh, both of them winning at home and losing away. So uh, really uh, not much space between them there. Okay, let's go on to uh, talk a little bit about the teams and and uh, prognosticate on who we think is the strongest team. And overall, this looks like an easy win for Senegal. Uh, in fact, Benin seems a bit of a weak uh, pot two team. Uh, although actually they came from the middle of pot two. Uh, so um, by that accounting, not, not that weak. But I think they are a bit weak as a pot two team and they don't look like they're going to challenge Senegal at the top. And in fact, I, I think they're more likely to be challenged uh, themselves from below. Uh, Mozambique seem uh, fairly even. Mozambique and Rwanda actually seem fairly even with Benin. So uh, I think if Benin don't bring good form into this competition, it could uh, spill into a three-way battle for second place. But we'll look a bit closer I'm not going to talk much about Senegal because they, they seem clear winners here. They haven't been beaten by any team in the group. Uh, we saw they've never met Rwanda, but they have superior head-to-heads with Benin and Mozambique. Um, uh, both Benin and Mozambique did tie them away in a game, which is a possibility here, uh, especially if Senegal uh, secures the adva an advancing spot quickly. They tend to feel uh, feel the B team and we saw that they, 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 uh, Eswatini got a tie out of them at the end of a recent campaign, but they were already through. <clears throat> so it's possible they'll drop a few points, but it would be a shock if Senegal didn't, didn't win the group. Uh, Benin, uh, if you recall, was in good form. Well, a great uh, 2019 African Cup campaign. And uh, pretty good in uh, 2022 World Cup qualifying. So that uh, probably justifies their second place seeding here. But really, uh, in their general history, uh, they're, they're a middling to weak team, um, not unlike the other two teams. And that was kind of evident in their 2021 uh, African Cup campaign. So I see them a bit as a bit closer to the bottom, uh, the bottom two, than they are to Senegal. Even in their best campaigns, they didn't threaten teams like Senegal. Uh, so perhaps at the game level, uh, they can get a point at home. But we saw the FIFA rankings; they're 60 points behind Senegal. But uh, more interestingly. Uh, ELO has them 40 points ahead of Mozambique, but in this case, I would agree with the FIFA rankings more, which has them um, 20 points ahead of Mozambique. Uh, so I do kind of favor them, but uh, uh, their form is better. Um, but really, uh, in their overall history, uh, they're, they're kind of equal, equally strength with Mozambique and, and not much better than Rwanda. So, in short, if they bring their 2019 form, they should be fine 
for second place, but otherwise it could be a fairly even battle. Let's take a look at Mozambique. Uh, they haven't shown much form coming into the into this cup. And uh, over their whole history, they're generally a flat team. Even when they've reached the uh, African Cup, it was really with just a slight improvement. So, um, uh, you know, they're, they're a fairly steady team, but that steadiness is at a fairly low level. They haven't taken advantage of the uh, expanded Cup, uh, 2014 African Cup. Uh, their last qualification was in 2010. So um, they should be challenging to reach the cup, uh, but they really haven't raised their level uh, to that point. So I would even say that in their current form, it's more likely that they'll struggle with Rwanda than actually challenge Benin for second. But again, it, it kind of comes down to form. And uh, finally, Rwanda, we saw that they were ranked above Mozambique in the ELO rankings. And they also have an even head-to-head -head record. Uh, and those are, are fairly recent games. And uh, uh, Rwanda had a better 2021 African Cup qualifying campaign uh, and actually finished ahead of Mozambique. They were grouped together. Uh, so it wasn't as good as Benin's 2019 form, of course, when they reached the uh, quarterfinals. But um, uh, they could they could challenge Benin uh, if they raise their form a little bit, uh, which might actually come down to showing their their uh, sometimes good away form. And uh, that's exactly what happened in 2012 when Rwanda uh, finished ahead of Benin in that group. It was one of Rwanda's best years, though, so we can't expect the same here. But uh, it does illustrate that a slight improvement could, could uh, 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 make a challenge possible. So uh, I would say all in all, Senegal is way out in front, and it could be a three-way challenge for second. And that comes down to the form that each team brings in. Uh, Benin seems the most likely, having shown good form uh, in recent campaigns, although uh, it's not always guaranteed. Uh, but their historical form sees them as pretty even with Mozambique and Rwanda, and they could be embroiled in a battle. Uh, Rwanda has had better flashes of form than Mozambique, so to me seems slightly more likely to challenge, and um, Rwanda uh, could take third over Mozambique. Uh, but both Mozambique and Rwanda would really only need a slight improvement in form to challenge for second, especially if Benin isn't at their best. So here it is, my prediction. Benin, uh, I'm going to uh, say Senegal's going to finish way ahead in first. I will give Benin second place, but I don't think it's uh, um, kind of guaranteed. I'm going to put Rwanda, the top four team, as third, slightly better than Mozambique. Uh, I agree with the ELO rankings there. And overall, I kind of maybe maybe more hope than prediction, but I see an exciting three-way battle for second place. Uh, second place is going to be an advancing spot, so it could be it could be good. Okay, well now we're going to see uh, what has actually happened to this point. And in the first game, it is uh, Zimbabwe. Oh my goodness, I have the wrong. Uh, I have the, right, have the wrong graphic. Let me see, do I have the right graphic here? Uh, 
No, I don't. So I'll have to kind of wing it here. Uh, group L. Uh, but I'm going to make the predictions before I look. So, uh, oh, I have to look. Mozambique and Rwanda. Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of a key game, uh, isn't it? So I'm going to say, uh, uh, I'm going to call Mozambique uh, at home, but there are a couple of points in Rwanda's favour. They did finished first over Mozambique in, or they finished third ahead of Mozambique in a recent campaign. And Rwanda tends to be a little better on the road than most African teams, so could steal a point. However, in their two meetings uh, so far, they didn't. And uh, I, I would always favor the home team in Africa anyway. So I'm going to say 2-0 there to, uh, to Mozambique. That would make the other game uh, Senegal versus uh, Benin. Uh, I think that's an easy win for Senegal. I think uh, Senegal tends to be pretty businesslike at the beginning of campaigns and they get their qualification kind of secured and then they might drop some points, but they're pretty solid at the beginning. So I'm going to say 2 nothing Senegal, possibly 3 nothing. So what did I say? 2-1 Mozambique. And ooh, good result for uh, Rwanda there. They did earn a draw. Rwanda scored at 65 and Mozambique scored immediately after at 67, but that was it. So uh, great stuff for Rwanda. Um, yeah, again, a decent uh, team on the road and uh, looking a bit better than Mozambique. I think that gives them a leg up, even though it's just a tie. And uh, Senegal... Uh, versus uh, Benin, well, it's a 3-1 win for Senegal. Sadio Mane scoring uh, three goals in what seemed a pretty comfortable win. Two of them were on penalties, and Benin got, got just a consolation goal at 88, uh, 88 there. Okay, so the next round is Rwanda versus Senegal. Senegal uh, playing away there, and uh, I think... Yeah, Senegal are going to be consistent there. Uh, again, Rwanda's not as good at home uh, as some African teams. So 2 nothing Senegal uh, there for me, although uh, I would be thrilled by uh, Rwanda getting a tie there, which is not out of the question, but not likely. And then the other game is Benin versus Mozambique. And uh, I would have to give Benin uh, the edge, especially at home there. Uh, Mozambique did give up a tie to Rwanda in their first game. But I, I do think those teams are more even than the rankings or the seedings suggest. So uh, I'm going to say that I wouldn't be surprised. I would be mildly surprised by a Mozambique draw. Uh, but I'm going to give the edge to, uh, to Benin for sure. Okay, let us see. And ooh. Uh, Senegal did win over Rwanda, but it took a penalty at 90 plus 8, so a desperate last-minute penalty. I think they won their first game of the African Cup uh, over Zimbabwe that way too. It's kind of a pattern for Senegal. Sadio Mane starting the goal. Uh, you know, looking at the result, I kind of feel bad that Rwanda didn't get a tie there. Senegal's going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter much. Okay, and then the other game, oh, this group is turning out to be exciting because it was Mozambique with a one nothing win in Benin. So an away win, uh, an away win there, the only goal coming at 38. 
and it was scored by uh, Jenny Catamo. I don't know that player. Uh, so, wow, this is turning out to be a very exciting group. Uh, uh, as I kind of hoped, uh, it's Senegal, way, uh, uh, Senegal with two wins, so they look like they're going to take off way out ahead. But uh, Mozambique have stepped into second place despite tying at home uh, against Rwanda. Rwanda got a tie at home. And it's uh, Benin kind of not showing the form that they would have needed to uh, to take second here. And so uh, they'll definitely have to kind of pick up the pace. Uh, you know, losing in Senegal was pretty much expected, but losing at home to Mozambique is a, is a bit of a blow. I think it'll be tough for them to take second now, but um, again, if they show that form uh, that they are capable of, they could come back. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. And if you would like uh, uh, to listen to the other podcasts that we did, uh, I guess only for Senegal, for the 2022 African Cup, there's a bit more information on them, as well as a look at uh, a deep dive into their players and of all the uh, teams in that African Cup. And um, you can find all that stuff at uh, our website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm or if you just type Soccer Files Canada into Google and you spell it Soccer Files, uh, soccer with a P, uh, soccer, how do I say this in a fast way? Uh, soccer, P-H-I-L-E-S, Soccer Files. And uh, I hope you do that and we will see you. We're going to start on our uh, World Cup um, uh, World Cup groups preview uh not too far into the future here, but I'm hope I hope you enjoyed uh, this um, look at African Cup qualifying with a deep dive into each team. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks very much. Uh, all the best. Bye bye.